This is Paths to Product, a show about current product managers and how they transitioned into the role. I'm Pallavi Hukarikar, and on the show today, we interview Yui Zhao, who's a product manager at Instagram and a career coach for early and career product managers. In this special career coach episode, we discuss the advice Yui has shared to help others find their paths to product. Today, I'm joined by Yui Zhao, who's a product manager at Instagram and a career coach for product managers. Thanks for joining us today, Yui. Glad to be here. Could you start off by telling us a little bit more about your background? Sure. So I've been in product for about 10 years now. Um, And as you mentioned, I currently work at Instagram. Um, I've worked on feed profile and I'm currently working on Instagram stories. Um, Prior to that, I was a product manager at Thumbtack, uh, which is a local services marketplace. Uh, I led the pro side of that marketplace for about five years um, through a couple of rounds of fundraising. Really fun time. Uh, And before that, I worked at McKinsey and founded a wine e-commerce startup. Um, On the personal side, I grew up in the Bay Area, uh, went to college at Berkeley, uh, and currently live in the East Bay with my husband, uh, eight-month-old son, and a corgi. Aw, that's awesome. And as I understand it, you're also a career coach on the side. I'd love to learn more about that. What made you get into career coaching? Yeah, uh, a few things had to really come together for me to get into career coaching. I currently do this um, not as a full-time job, uh, but something outside of my uh, day job at Instagram. Um, And the first inkling of this came to me when I actually had the privilege of working with an amazing career coach myself. Um, I was having a hard time uh, at the startup I was at. And there wasn't really senior female product leaders to look to. Uh, and I started looking for coaching myself. And I just remember how much I appreciated the guidance um, and how much it really helped my career. Um, I also seem to land myself in a bunch of like informal mentorship relationships at work uh, and have gotten a lot of positive feedback in the process. So my mentees began to ask whether I would consider doing this more formally or whether they could introduce me to other people. Um, And so the last draw was kind of when I looked around for both myself and for my mentees, uh, when I, you know, didn't have time to take on as many people as I could, I really found a lack of female leaders in product who also do career coaching. And I think it's very important in a field like product that you want to You want someone with experience in product and having been through those scenarios yourself. Uh, You want somebody who's been through a Facebook or Google interview or have transitioned into product or have launched a global product. It really helps to have been in those shoes. And so for basically a combination of all those things, my personal great experience, a lack of other people that I can point people to, and really some good prodding from my existing uh, mentees got me started on a career coaching service more formally. That's awesome. And how long have you been a career coach for now? Yeah, it's been going on six years, I would say. Uh, I started out very informally, uh, usually friends of friends or friends I got introduced to. Um, I'm doing it more formally as of about a year ago. That's great. What sorts of things do you do in your role as a career coach, and how do you help your clients? 
Yeah, I like to focus on early career product managers, um, and I help them work through whatever challenges they're facing in the moment. Um, some of the common asks I get, so how do I transition into product? help me prep for X interview or get my resume in front of and get the attention of certain recruiters, uh, landing promotions, uh, transition into people management. Uh, sometimes people reach out just to talk when they feel stuck uh, and they don't have a particular topic, but they are trying to figure out what it is they need and they just feel a bit stuck in their careers. Awesome. A lot of that is very relevant to the listeners of this show. Yeah. For sure. I think you often go into coaching with a particular topic in mind. I certainly did this as well. Um, I was trying to land a promotion, for example. Um, but you end up really rethinking a lot of other aspects of your career and why you want a promotion and all those things. And I think a coach can really help you see a bigger picture than just like the exact next thing that you're looking for as well. And since you've been on both sides in terms of receiving coaching and coaching others, do you have any advice for listeners that may be considering career coaching with regards to how to find the right career coach and what makes a good career coach experience? Yeah, I think it's a bit like dating. I know we've all heard that finding like co-founders at a startup is like dating. I think finding the right career coach is also a bit like dating. Uh, you need to find somebody who speaks to what you're looking for in terms of a career and your way of communicating. Um, and so I often say, grab 10 minutes with somebody that you're considering to be a coach and just to see if you click. Uh, and I think you can tell pretty early on whether the coach has the right style, uh, type of experience, and way of coaching uh, that you find helpful. And I've heard from folks that when you get to the right coach, they kind of know what your issue are, issues are even before you say it, or you think you just said a mumble jumble of words, and yet they're able to say like, did you mean this? And you're like, yes, that is what I meant. Um, and so really look for that person that you click with so that you can develop a longer term relationship um, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, if you're looking for something more tactical, I've also done you know more short single session coaching when it's like, hey, can you help me look at a resume or I need to prep for my ex interview. Those tend to be much more tactical and transactional. And there I would just look for people who are in the industry at the company that you want to be in. That makes sense. And out of curiosity, how often are your clients looking for longer term coaching versus quick tactical help? Yeah. I tend to prefer working with people over the longer term. Um, and it doesn't mean, you know, we have to talk to each other every other week for two years. It actually means over the two years, I might see you like four or five times as you're making big decisions. I think it helps to have a longer term relationship so that your coach has the context of what you tried to do, where you ended up, so that they also have that context going into the next step. Um, that said, I prefer that because this is a side job for me and I have the luxury of being able to keep my um, clients uh, size small and be able to do that. Um, I do think that tactical coaching is really helpful as well. And it's often where people start um, is that I need a new job or I need to get a promotion. I need to find somebody. I want to find somebody to help me with those. 
Definitely. And maybe even for folks that are earlier in their career, I think it's easier to see how that kind of tactical help can be really meaningful. And then as you sort of grow, I think the the more long-term relationship can be more beneficial. For sure. For sure. The tactical I want to transition into product is usually the spark. Um, but hopefully you're able, we're able to establish a longer term relationships and really work through those different uh, milestones for product management career. Definitely. So speaking about transitioning into product management, I know that's something you've done yourself and something you've coached uh, others on doing. Um, so I'd love to hear some advice that you might have for things that people that are interested in transitioning into product management from a different career could start doing or should start doing to help them in that process? Yeah, I think the first thing I try to understand when someone comes to me and says, I want to transition product is I ask why. And I ask a lot of whys. Um, I think there's often different reasons ranging from product managers make more money to I actually really love building products. Um, and I'm often surprised by how often the transition conversation leads into more of a what do you want out of life and what do you want out of your career conversation. Um, and I would almost start with that rather than I want to transition into product because I think product is sometimes seen as this amazing function that everyone should get try to get into. And it's often very much not the case uh, depending on what it is you're really looking to get out of it. Uh, I've actually coached people out of product as well. <laughs> from product who realized that it was not the thing for them. Um, and then from there, if you know we're both very certain this is where the next step should be, uh, then it's like, I think, understanding strengths and gaps. So minute, figuring out how to minimize the gaps and then playing to your strengths. And this often depends on where you are in your career and how much flexibility you have in your current job and how the job market looks. Um, and so those tend to be a little bit more tactical a little less philosophical uh, in terms of, hey, here's where you are, here's the experiences you have, how do we position them um, to be relevant for product, and then where might the gaps be and how can we fill those gaps? That all makes sense. And I think what you started with there of like really understanding the why is super important, not just for product management, but even for any job. I think if you don't have a really clear why, it's easy to sort of get lost as you're going through the interview process at a bunch of different companies. For sure, for sure. I often see people uh, when the why and what, like what you're looking for is not clear, get really lost in terms of different types of product roles, different sizes of companies, different types of industries, whether it's a business facing PM or a consumer facing PM, there's just a lot of options and product is very different. And so if you don't know what you're looking for, you often end up with a very vast array of interviews, which can be very daunting in of itself. Um, and then like not really sure when they ask you like, why do you want to work at X company? Not really sure what the answer is. Um, so really getting to the why is important, but it doesn't need to be long-term. Sometimes people think that they need to like commit to this for like 10 years and be forever in product. That's entirely not true. It could just be a, I'm going to try this for a year and see if I like it. But you need to be really clear. What do you really want out of that year? And what do you really want out of that experience to understand whether it's the thing for you or not? And as long as you're clear on that, it doesn't need to feel like, a, oh, my gosh, I need to like commit for forever. <laughs> and this is the one thing I'm going to do. Definitely. And I think especially in tech where the product management role is more prevalent, I 
I think nowadays people don't hold roles for years and years and years. And so I think it really makes sense what you're saying. For sure. Yeah. And time management can be a stepping stone to other functions and other jobs as well. Um, I've had folks who've wanted to be uh, like chief operating officer go through products because it's one of the central functions relevant to a company. And it's one of the experiences uh, that's really, really helpful if, for example, your goal is to be a COO someday. Definitely. And a lot of PMs that I've spoken to um, are really interested in entrepreneurship and kind of see it as a stepping stone similarly as well. Being able to have the right skills to design good products, I think, is an important part of eventually building something one day. For sure. Definitely. So I want to transition a bit and talk about advice you have for all the steps to getting into product management, starting off with the resume. I'd love to hear any key resume advice you have as resume critiquing is a part of the services you offer as a career coach. I do. And one of the first things I look at uh, before anyone even sends me their resume is their LinkedIn and then their Facebook and then their Instagram and anything else I can find via a very simple Google search. Um, And I do this because that's actually the first thing your interviewer is going to do, especially if you're not interviewing at one of the big companies that have their recruiting process down pat. You can bet that five minutes before you interview, your interviewer is probably Googling your name to figure out who you are and what to ask you. And so that is actually my first piece of advice is just make sure your LinkedIn, your social media, anything someone can find about you on Google is what you want it to say. Um, And then the second thing that I often help people spend a lot of time with is talking product management speak in your resume. Um, more often than not, product management to me is a skill set and a mindset. Um, and it's really highlighting the things that you've done in the past that is relevant for products. So influencing without authority, collaboration across functions, um, working with a team against a tight deadline. Um, at the end of the day, you probably have experiences for these things in the other functions. It's just making sure that you're calling them out. Um, And then more often than not, having one or two things in there that's actually about products and building products, whether it's a hardware product, whether it's your own startup, uh, whether it's your own side project, not too hard to spin up something um, that you can call a quote unquote product um, and making sure that that is something on your resume. Definitely. And actually a question off of that, One thing I've struggled with personally and that I've heard from other folks is a challenge as well is quantifying product management experience on your resume. A lot of times people talk about how it's important to have numbers. For example, the number of users you ship to or the lift in Mao because of your feature. And sometimes as a product manager, you've done a lot of things that show soft skills, but the numbers might be hard to get to. And I think that's especially true if you're working on features that a bunch of people are working on or that take uh, a particularly long time to ship. Do you have any advice on how to quantify PM work? Yeah, I think there's two pieces to that. There is the like what I call like we need prior experience hamster wheel where (laughs) they ask for prior experience for a role, but you don't have prior experience since you haven't done product. And then separately, I think there is the like we want you to quantify your life ask. Um, And I'll start with the second one, uh, since I think that's where you're going, which is, how do I quantify things when something I'm working on is a small piece of a big puzzle? Um, And I may not necessarily have 
you know, certain numbers to show. Um, the way that I look at it is you can look for different types of things to quantify. So number of other teams you've worked with, for example, um, number of other uh, orgs or functions or just like the that will show the complexity of the project. Um, the other thing I wouldn't be afraid to call out is if there is an end impact of the bigger product of which your feature or what you're doing is a piece, I would highlight that as well. Um, I would be clear that that your project was a piece of it, but I would also call out the success of the project overall. Um, another number that people tend to throw on their, I recommend people throw on their resumes is like how long something has taken or how long something may have taken in the past and how you were able to shorten that. And so it's less about product adoption and more, it took six months to get to X point and then I came in and I was able to execute so much faster. And that's a percent, for example. Um, so I think there are very creative ways to put numbers in, but not for the sake of putting numbers, but to describe what it is and measure what it is that you're doing. Because uh, at the end of the day, the ask and why people want to see numbers is they want to be able to show success. And part of what product managers do is to be able to articulate to other people, often in numbers, what it is that they've achieved. And so I would, spend time thinking about how to quantify not just product impact, but the process itself and how those things could have numbers associated as well. Awesome. Thank you. That was great advice. Cool. Thanks. So moving from the resume to the interview process, do you have any advice on how to prepare for product management interviews? Sure. Um, I think you often hear the advice to think like a product manager and you're like, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> I often narrow it down to the flow of thinking about the user, the problem that user has, how would you solve it, and then how would you measure it? And so it goes user, problem, to solve, and measuring whether you solved it. Um, and so practicing for the interviews really means Think about existing products that you use. We could be talking about your laptop. We could be talking about your phone. We could be talking about Zoom. We could be talking about anything, a restaurant. Think about who the user is, what the problem that product is trying to solve, how well it does it, and then how would you do it differently? And then how would you measure whether that was successful? And really just going through that in your head. Um, you can like be walking down the street or you can be eating lunch or you know whatever it is that you're using. A product doesn't have to be a software product. It could be like a fork that you pick up and be like, okay, who is the target audience for a fork? <laughs> what is the problem that they're trying to solve? How well is it solved? And how could you solve it differently? And how would you measure whether you successfully designed a better fork? Um, and really a product manager constantly thinks about that for the product that they own. Uh, but it's also the mindset of just like kind of finding issue with everything <laughs> and make, but then making sure that that issue is relevant to the target user uh, that you're addressing. Um, so that's one. And then the second piece of advice I tend to have is know your interviewers and know your company culture. So do a little bit of research in advance for the company that you're interviewing for and look at the profiles of the product managers uh, there. It'll first tell you whether it's the right type of uh, environment that you want to be in, but it'll also tell you what types of answers they tend to want to hear. Um, every interviewer has their bias. We all try not to be biased, but unfortunately, most people are biased. And so they're used to 
potentially a certain type of product management. So is it design oriented? Is it metrics oriented? Are they a bunch of ex consultants and want to like do a case study basically? Um, try to adjust your responses on the margin um, such that maybe you call out a little bit more of design oriented issues at a very design oriented company or you call out more metrics things at a more numbers driven company and decide whether that's the type of company culture that you want to be in as well in the process. Definitely. That's all really great advice. And one thing that I've noticed and that people have spoken to me about is we spend so much time preparing for the product part of the interview that when we get to the end and the interviewer asks, oh, do you have any questions for me? People are sometimes stuck. They haven't really thought about it. They don't know what to ask in a way that comes off like they've both done their research, but they still have some sort of interesting questions to ask the interviewer. So I don't know if that's something you've ever uh, helped your clients with or if you have any thoughts on. Yeah, I would say that there's a couple of things that differ for every product team. One is the culture of how decisions are made and who makes the decisions. And because product management tends to be influenced by, like, your authority comes from influence, that tends to be a very important part of the job. So that's always a good question to ask and to know. It's just ask your, client, uh, ask your interviewer, like, how do decisions get made? And how quickly did they get made and how often did they get overturned? And that can be basically an hour conversation that you can have with every single interviewer because they will, if they work at different parts of the company, they will tell you different answers. Um, and so really understand like the decision making process or lack thereof um, as you go through the process. Um, and then the second is if you really run out of things to ask, everybody loves talking about themselves. So ask them, how did you get into product? What do you enjoy about product? Where do you want to be in five years? Um, and kind of turn some of those questions that often get asked to you back at them um, and let them talk about their experiences and what they enjoy, do not enjoy about their jobs. And that will help you get a sense for culture as well, um, as well as kind of ambition and the type of people that you're going to be working with. Yeah, exactly. And that last part in particular, it's great to have a better understanding of if you get the job and if you choose to join, what the people around you are really going to be like. So that was some great advice. So you've mentioned that you have uh, helped some people transition into product management, and that's really the theme or focus of this podcast. So could you share with us maybe some of the common challenges that you've seen your clients face when they try to make that transition? And maybe as a bonus, you can talk a little bit about how uh, they can mitigate those challenges. For sure. I think we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but one of the most common ones is that we need prior experience after <laughs> wheel. And so one of the things that I spent time with my clients on is looking for projects at their current company or things that they can do such that they can get this experience without having the job title. Um, and depending on the company, this could be really easy or somewhat difficult. Um, but we always start with, let's look at your current day job and whether there are any aspects of that job where you can stretch a little further and make that feel like more of a product management job. Um, then when that doesn't work out, I often then ask whether they're open to switching to smaller companies. Um, smaller, at smaller companies, the roles are typically less well-defined, um, and they basically need people to come in and do things. <laughs> and so more often than not, the doing things part is very much a product management role. Um, and so if they have that ability to go to a smaller company, I often say, let's just start there. Hop into a somewhat related to product role 
um, if you can't get into product directly and just take on product management as uh, your day job, essentially, without the title. Um, and then the other, if they're not able to actually like change the job itself, I look at sort of side projects that they can get started, whether it's helping a nonprofit, whether it's starting something on their own, um, really like getting a project off the ground from beginning to end, um, and just starting a quote unquote side business as, for example, a way to get into product management themselves. Um, the other kind of challenge that I see is people overemphasizing what I call like hard skills and underemphasizing soft skills. Um, and so sometimes when you're thinking about transitioning into products, you look for like certificates or classes or like essentially like lines you can put on your resume that say like, I've gotten certified in XYZ. Um, quite honestly, most people have no idea what that means. Um, I think there isn't really a well-known standard product management uh, certification or level that really like everybody in the industry agrees to. And so while it's nice and it helps, I think most often, you know, some percent of the time you'll get an interviewer who like has no idea what that means. <laughs> and so really um, spending the time on the soft skills, again, going back to influence, collaboration, clear communication, being able to articulate how you do those things well in your current job um, and how that is a strength of yours will really help you get in front of uh, recruiters and people looking for product managers in general. And a career coach can help with that for sure. <laughs> that was awesome feedback. And I actually have two questions kind of off of what you just said. Um, the first one is around side projects. And that's something that I think, especially early in career folks, we hear a lot about you should have some side projects, and especially if you're trying to make that transition. And I think one of the challenges is for technical roles, sometimes side projects make sense. For example, if you're interested in development, you can build an app or you can build a website. Whereas for product management, sometimes it doesn't need to be technical. And as you mentioned, there are other skills, there are soft skills that are important for product managers to have. So do you have some examples um, of these kinds of side projects or things that PMs or aspiring PMs could be doing to sort of strengthen their resumes? Yeah, um, I have two buckets. Uh, one is more around entrepreneurship and starting a business. Um, and I think the other is around helping nonprofits and existing organizations uh, go digital, quote unquote. Um, so in the first bucket, I think this is the more commonly trodden one, if at all, is basically like think of a business and start the business because the product is your business. And the skills that you're able to showcase there are working across a lot of different functions, working against a particular timeline, um, finding resources when you don't have any, <laughs> essentially, both monetarily as well as in terms of uh, help and employees, and really shows that like scrappy, like get things done mentality. And that could be what you're, depending on your background and what you're currently working on, what somebody might be looking for. Um, the other bucket is really like showcasing that you understand tech. Um, and I typically recommend this for people who may not, who come from more traditional industries actually and are looking to transition into tech. Um, and that usually involves finding, finding an organization you care about and helping them quote unquote go digital. Um, one example actually just, I just help out somebody with is uh, they helped out a daycare 
um, who was struggling to figure out through COVID-19, how do I advertise and get in front of people? Um, and how do I get my, uh, how do I get kind of a set of new people to come into the daycare? So she helped them with developing a website and figuring out, you know, how do I essentially showcase what it is my, I'm offering on the website? How do I get this in front of people? So we did, they did a little bit of Facebook advertising and a little bit of Instagram advertising. Um, and then it sort of went from there in terms of building out the quote unquote product which is an online experience for that particular daycare. And trust me, when you go offer these kinds of small businesses the help, it could be a restaurant, it could be a daycare, it could be um, a museum. Really, like these people love it. When you reach out, you're like, guess what? I would love to help you with this. I've rarely seen anybody say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that's some really great advice and uh, kind of a unique way to try to find those opportunities. You touched on it a little with that last answer, but I just want to ask if there's any other advice there. One thing I find is when people are looking to transition into PM, they're often split into two buckets. Either they have a technical background or they have a non-technical background. So you touched on it a little bit with learning how to go digital and helping on the tech side, but do you have any other advice that maybe differs based on individuals' backgrounds in terms of technical experience or thoughts on how your approach to transitioning differs between those two groups? Yeah, I would say that this is the one piece where getting a certificate is actually helpful, potentially, if you're coming from a completely non-technical background. Um, Technical does, I found that doesn't necessarily mean CS. Like I personally don't have the, I don't have a CS background, but I do have an engineering background. And so they consider me technical. In fact, I found that for most people, if you have a data background, like in data analysis, they also consider that technical. And so going and getting a certificate in some kind of data analysis is actually a pretty low bar to be then considered a technical PM. And so this is the one place where depending on what the person wants and how serious they are and how much time they have, I would actually recommend them to take some classes and get a certification of some sort if they didn't do that as their undergrad um, to be considered technical. Um, because really, honestly, um, it's a worthwhile exercise, I believe. Awesome. That makes sense. So the last question I had for you today then is, Given that you've had career coaching in the past, if you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing as you were considering getting career coaching, what would that be? Yeah, I would say find someone who's worked with people who you want to become. So find somebody who either as a client or they themselves is in a career or in the type of career that you want for yourself. Um, I think that is really helpful for you as you as I was like looking for what it is I wanted to be when I grow up, quote unquote. <laughs> and so a particular coach who is able to do that can be really, really helpful, not only in just the tactical coaching, but actually the network that they have. And the reason I would tell myself that is the coach can connect you with other people they know, whether it's through coaching or through their general network, who's in that same space. And so you can get more value out of the coaching by also not just getting their coaching in of itself, but also access to their network and who they can connect you with. So kind of like two birds with one stone, if you will. Um, so that's the one piece of advice I would give somebody to give my former self is to look for someone like that. Awesome. 
Well, thank you so much, Yui, for taking the time to share your advice with us today. It was all really insightful, and I'm sure the listeners, especially those that might be considering career coaches, have some great information to go off of. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thanks for joining us on this special episode of Paths to Product. If you're looking to pivot to product management and want to suggest a transition to cover, or have transitioned into product management yourself and want to be featured, reach out to us at pathstoproduct.com. See you next week.